Flashback to what you were doing and, and where you were watching that game. See a photo and then to remember where I was and, and I find that kind of interesting. Welcome to Hockey In Focus, the hockey photography podcast. I'm Aaron Bell and as a professional hockey photographer for the past decade, I've been fortunate to meet many amazing hockey photographers that have been kind enough to share some of their tips, tricks, and techniques with me. I'm tracking down those experts again for this podcast to help you and me become better hockey photographers. We'll discuss their career path, have a look in their camera bags, and deconstruct their hockey photography techniques. On this episode of Hockey in Focus, I sit down with Steve Poirier from the Hockey Hall of Fame. Steve is a coordinator of Hockey Hall of Fame Images and Archival Services and is a fixture at hockey events all over the world. Steve, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the Hockey in Focus podcast. So I know you're the coordinator of images and archival services for the Hockey Hall of Fame. What the heck does that mean? What do you do every day? Uh, for the uh, At the Hockey Hall of Fame itself, uh, there's two parts to uh, my job. At the Hall of Fame myself, uh, I, I work with Craig Campbell, who's our manager here of the Resource Center. And uh, what I do is uh, help him coordinating the uh, archives here as far as our photography from digital files to uh, uh, negatives to prints uh, from all the collections we've received over the years as far as uh, donations, uh, digital files as well. So basically, once we get these collections, not everything is in uh, in order. We just sort of receive the stuff and it's up to me and Craig. We kind of uh, try and piece things together as far as by years and teams and alphabetical and by number. And a lot of these guys don't necessarily have names assigned to them. So it's a lot of research with hockey db and other um other websites uh hockey reference websites to kind of identify these guys so once all that is is organized uh we start scanning the stuff that we find that is uh you know if there's a stanley cup final uh series well we'll obviously upload some of the more important events from the collection mm. and to make those available on our uh our uh image of Images on Ice service for our clients. So from there, it's a lot of scanning, uh, cataloging, and then uh, from there, it's uh, uh, sending out uh, uh, media blasts saying that we've gotten, uh, we've received new collections uh, from, let's say, the 1980s from a local photographer in Pittsburgh. So we would have uh, you know, Mary Lemieux, uh, Bob Johnson, and, and, and so on. We try and sell the, the collection that way as well. Uh, from there, we kind of uh, do a bit of, uh, a bit of everything as far as uh, requests uh, for, for uh, authors doing books on the history of hockey or certain franchises or leagues. Um, we have a, uh, an annual calendar that we put out so it's it's basically going through the collection and, and cherry picking stuff that uh, uh, we want to see uh, out there for um, for our honor members. I know personally, just trying to keep up with my own uh, the stuff that I shoot and cataloging and making sure everything is sort of organized is is sometimes feels like a full time job. So I can imagine with uh, some of the things that you're working on, but some terrific history there. And I know I've had an opportunity to work with you guys and and use some of those images in some of my own projects and. 
um, must be really interesting to be able to kind of go through some of that history and, and just see some of those uh, those images and the way they really captured the game over the years. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like a, a lot of the early stuff that we would have here, uh, early NHL stuff from uh, our uh, Tarofsky collection, um, 40s, 50s, 60s, well, more 40s, 50s, I guess. You know, like there was no glass around the uh, around the boards. It was like <laughs> chicken wire, if you want to call it that, or... <laughs> There was nothing there. The fans were literally up at the dasher. So uh, you see a lot of neat shots, but un- un- unless you, you're working in photography, you don't realize that, hey, that photographer is actually on the ice right there because it's like there was no necessary telephoto lens to shoot down ice. So you see the guy shooting from a, a far end position. So how does he get that? So he's actually on the ice, not, not obviously during game action, but if there's a fight or a player that was injured, uh, we have photos that actually illustrate and see the photographer actually on the ice. Wow. And he's like a few feet away. Obviously, uh, this would not happen uh, these days, but it's, it's, <laughs> I find it's kind of neat. Those are kind of the neat shots that kind of stick out to me just because I work in this in this uh, field right now. But um, <laughs> a lot of milestone shots that I've seen uh, as far as w- watching the games, like before I started working at the Hockey Hall of Fame, like as a kid growing up, like, oh, I remember that 87 Canada Cup goal, Mario Lemieux and Gretzky going down on uh, in game five, I think it was. I can't remember. Game three, sorry. And uh, we have those shots here in our collection from a couple of different photographers. So it's like you you flash back to what you were doing and and, and where you were watching that game. So stuff like that is kind of neat to, to, to kind of, see a photo and then to remember where I was. And, and I find that kind of interesting. I would never have thought that fast forward uh, how many years I'd be actually looking at photos of certain games that I remember watching as a kid. Yeah, that's amazing. And the games changed so much over the years with technology and, and just the, the changes in life, right? And, and in the hockey photography side, it's changed so much. And some, one of the things I'm always amazed at when I look at some of those images from then is understanding that they're first of all they're film they're you know they're they're very uh small rolls of film right and yeah as opposed to what we can do today and yeah what a what a fascinating thing i know that's just part of your role i know another big part of your role is uh working at events and i want to talk to you a little bit more about that but first i want to ask you how did you first get interested in hockey photography and hockey how how did you kind of get into this world and, and doing what you're doing uh the photography part i just kind of stumbled across it like i don't have a photography background uh i studied sports administration uh in college at durham and oshawa and uh uh i did an internship with the canadian hockey league uh the marketing department there which was uh, then the st Clair group uh based out of toronto and just sort of that's kind of how I got my foot in the door because I dealt with a lot of the marketing directors for all the teams in the Quebec, uh, Ontario and Western Hockey Leagues. And then a friend of mine worked at the Hockey Hall of Fame for his internship. Uh, there was an opening once our contracts were up, our internships were up, and uh, they needed someone who was bilingual. And I'm fortunate enough, I live uh, in the Ottawa Valley area, so French was a uh, uh, second language to me. Uh, studied it uh, from grade school all the way to high school. And then, uh, so that's how I kind of got my foot in the door with Hockey Hall of Fame. And then just sort of, there was an opening in the resource center department 
uh, with uh, Craig Campbell here and uh, just sort of started there, just sort of, you know, once the collections would come in, just sort of organizing them and, you know, picking a few selects here and there to uh, upload to our website as far as just having a gallery on the photographer. And from then in 2007, we just uh, started doing these uh, international events. We had an agreement with the uh, International Ice Hockey Federation, so we would cover we still do the World Juniors, uh, Men's and Women's World Championships, Under-18 Men's, Under-18 Women's, and um, Olympics. So I kind of got thrust into that uh, in Sweden in 2007 and sort of fortunate to work with some really good photographers and just sort of uh, I had the basic knowledge of of what I had to do, but over the years, every tournament I learned something different, uh, something new, uh, from working with these photographers, and it's uh, it's it's something that I really enjoy finding uh, like a you don't want to say a diamond in the rough, but sort of seeing the game and how they see it, and then trying to make their images um, uh, pop just by adding a you know just a uh, a little bit of color to it, a little, little bit more zip to it, because uh, obviously we, we most of the time we will shoot on strobe lights, which is a big help. Uh, but uh, not every rink can accommodate strobes, so you got to kind of adjust. But uh, uh, that's basically how I kind of got into it. <laughs> it's not something that I planned on doing. It just, like I said, it just sort of they asked me if I want to go to the World Juniors and edit photos for our for the International Ice Hockey Federation and for our clients, I said, sure. And then just sort of learnt as I went. Uh, honestly, I, I there was no dry run uh, as far as this is what needs to be done. It was basically a little uh, a cheat sheet of, uh, of what we needed to do with the images once we were cataloging them and all that. But from there, it's been, uh, like I said, every every event, I, I learned something new. And uh, obviously going in, um, not knowing a ton, uh, you're kind of a lot of questions asked, but now I'm, I'm confident enough that I can go in and, you know, spot some good images. And uh, the other part of the job also now is that a lot of these tournaments is coordinating all the other photographers. So um, if you would ask me to do that, 2007, I would say uh, you might as well find someone else. But uh, like I said, over the years, I've gained quite a bit of experience, and that's um, with a lot of help from uh, from our photographers. They 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 help me quite a bit, and I'm really lucky that I work with a, a good crew. I know part of of this uh, the whole idea of this podcast for me has been uh, learning my way through the hockey photography world. I've had so many guys that I've been able to work with, guys and girls that I've been able to work with that. I've been really, you know, um, generous in sharing information and, and helping me get along there as well. Just kind of similar to what you're saying. And yeah. I, that's one of the things that I really love about this community of, of photographers. So, so you talk about, uh, about hockey events. Uh, I know you're working at a, a pretty big hockey event right now. Tell me a little bit about kind of what your days look like these days. The uh, world, uh, men's under 18 event that's going on in, uh, Chelyabinsk and uh, Magnitogorsk, uh, Russia right now. So uh, usually we have a staff of four people that would go to these events. Uh, for this event, we only have three. So we have right now two editors or two photographers and one editor on site there. 
So one of the photographers, um, I'm editing for her. So she's shooting the game. Uh, after a period, she'll come in and, and FTP me about 10 images. So then from there, what I'll do is I'll do all the, uh, the editing process, cataloging it, the captioning it and all that, and uploading it to our uh, Amazon Ice service and um, make it available for our clients. I know a lot of those clients, media outlets, teams, leagues, all kinds of people, they're always looking for these images really quickly. And I know I felt that pressure at some of the events. What does sort of that process look like? You started to explain a little bit, but tell me a bit more about that process for just making sure you get those great images uh, out to people quickly. Uh, a lot of the time with the uh, photographers, what I'll have them do and what they've, they do all the time is uh, they'll uh, tag a photo. Uh, so let's say there's a stoppage in play, they'll go through their their stuff, uh, delete anything that's sort of out of focus or, or, or not usable, and then find whatever images is a good one. They'll tag it. And once the period is over, with uh, the software I have, I can sort through them just by finding all the tagged images. So they'll pop up first. So from there, I'll, you know, they'll usually tag about, it depends. Like it could be a slow period or it could be a really fast-paced, a lot of action uh, um, images that could be used. So there might be 20, there could be 40 images. So then from there, mm -hmm. I'll just grab probably five or six just to start to get something up on our server. So from there, I just, like I said, I'll, I'll just uh, do a resize to our fixed settings, uh, work on the curves a little bit, and, um, and then basically caption it, upload it, uh, pretty straightforward to try and do is uh, there's usually not too much work to be done as far as any touch-ups on the images unless it's uh, in, a, in an arena where there's a lot of shadows along the boards or stuff like that but mm -hmm. a lot of these rinks now are, are pretty well lit so the lighting is pretty even so there's really not much uh, to change other than the crop itself uh, boards, just evening out the boards and, 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 and making it nice and uh, uh, usable for our clients. Uh, from there, we upload it to our, uh, upload them to our, uh, our Images on Ice uh, uh, photo service website and our clients can from there go and, and, and download them. So like I said, we try and get five or six up right away so there's something there and then chip away mm -hmm. as the period goes on for the next period so for an average game it could be between 25 to 40 images depending on on uh, on what type of actions going off it's like a uh, a fast-paced game obviously you, you there's a good chance you'll get a lot of stuff but if it's just sort of uh, not too much going on you can't really force photos to happen so from there, you'll get, you know, that's where the photographer will start doing some, you know, just generic isolation shots of the guys so that we can upload as well for, uh, for the media. One of the things I've always sort of said is that the photography is one part of it and then the editing is a total other part of it, right? And, yeah. and I think being able to kind of find those images and know which ones to move. And I know sometimes I'll look at them on the back of the camera and I'll, I'll kind of select a few, but then later when I look through them, sometimes you'll find something that maybe was even a little bit better that you didn't see kind of on the fly. But how about for you, what do you think, what, what makes a great hockey image for you? What, what kind of image are you looking for? Uh, it, it depends. Like if it's a good game, like uh, obviously the, if the puck's in the frame, that's 
that's number one for me. Uh, as I, I, if I can see a lot of faces, because then, but with seeing a lot of faces, you see a lot of uh, expression. So it's like, it's hockey is such a uh, fast-paced game that there's a lot of reacting uh, from both sides. So you see players kind of tightening up if you see a shot, if they, they see like the forward coming down on them. So you'll see the guy kind of sticking his stick out and kind of closing his eyes, little things like that that you don't, like he's probably not thinking that, but uh, when you're seeing it, uh, uh, the goalie's eyes sort of just sort of pop out because he sees that puck coming. Um, uh, emotion on the bench, like the, the coach really getting into it with the, his players trying to motivate them, stuff like that I, I, I try and look for. Stuff that really kind of captures the the flavor of the game. It's always uh, always great. Um, I know you've had the chance to work with at some of these uh, events in North America, all around the world. What are some of the highlights? What have been some of the highlights for you along the way? Uh, I would have to say probably uh, uh, working the Olympics is is kind of uh, in 2014, and and Sochi was probably my uh, favorite event um, just because of the um the magnitude of the 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 the, uh, the atmosphere in the building like russia is very uh, a very passionate country when it comes to hockey and with all those you know nhl players that were there uh, not that there weren't nhl players in vancouver but i found it was a totally different different tournament in sochi uh just how the the how the rinks were set up it wasn't a big nhl size rink so there was less people, but there was more, more, you could feel the electricity in the, in the rink a lot more than Vancouver, I found. Um, mm-hmm. Just the whole, like it, it, it was one of those tournaments that, you know, you, you have a select few teams that have a chance to, to win, but there was a lot of uh, uh, surprises at that tournament, like uh, Slovenia, like you don't know much about them, but Anze Kopitar is from there. Mm-hmm. So, um, stuff like that, I, I find is, a, I found was probably my favorite tournament to work. We had so many nice images from that tournament. Um, other than that, um, uh, the World Juniors in Ottawa, I can't remember exactly what year it was. It was the year that I believe Jordan Eberle scored in the semis with less than a minute left. Just, just the atmosphere and, and, with the juniors, I find it's probably the most intense tournament. Uh, they don't hold back, especially when you're playing Canada, Russia, Canada, U.S., the, the rivalries there. So there's a lot of good images to be made there. Uh, a lot of hits, a lot of, uh, lot of emotion, a lot of talking back and forth. Uh, it, once, you're, once you're in a game like that, and the photographers tell me that too, that... Uh, they feed off of that energy as well in in the game. It's easy, I guess, to um, uh, get caught in a lull as far as if there's not much action going on. It kind of you you want to be you want to be able to follow the pace and, and and create some great images. And when there's two teams that are going at it, uh, lots of goals, lots of hits, uh, jawing back and forth. That 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 helps a lot. And in Ottawa, that was, uh, I found that that was a, uh, a key, uh, a key tournament for me. And that, uh, it's probably one that, uh, 
I won't forget. And it'll be one of my favorite ones too. Yeah, that was 2009 and, and I was there yeah, as well. I got my first, that was my first world juniors that I got a chance to actually uh, photograph. I'd been there before yeah. uh, working on the media side and then the league side, but that was the first time I got to photograph the world juniors and I absolutely agree with what you said, like that, uh, that energy and that passion. It's a whole different animal when you've, uh, when you got the camera, not so much the camera, but just that you're paying such attention to all of the kind of emotion to it. And uh, certainly uh, certainly it adds a lot of excitement to it. So I see you sometimes with the camera around your neck as well, or, or, or uh, with a camera with you. Uh, do you get a chance to shoot some games as well? And, and what do you love about that part of it? Yeah, the odd time I I'll go out for a period. Uh, I haven't done it in a while. Uh, I think I did it probably at juniors last year uh, for a bit. Uh, I'm trying, trying to get out as many images as I can for our photographers, even yeah. if I, do my my limit of our our quota i try and get more out because we have special requests from like um hockey canada because they need isolation shots of all their guys for 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 their clients so if i can get ahead of the game that that helps me um for me whenever i go out i it, it was more of uh i think it was probably the first or second year that i started uh working the events it never really interested me more than that to go out but then it was in quebec city at the world championships uh one of these days where we had three games and you know one mm -hmm. of the games was a you know not an overly exciting game there wasn't much happening so one of our photographers asked uh, if i want to go out he had a, an extra body so i kind of went out and i like i said I, I i don't have a background in photography but you know you just sort of look at what your photographer is doing and he gives you a few pointers and he he'll he'll let adjust the settings for you and then you kind of just go with it and having played hockey i can kind of read the play so that i can anticipate certain things not saying that that's all you need to do to shoot a hockey game but for me it helped me because i kind of know what sometimes players are thinking coming off of a a rush down the wing or stuff like that you you, you look at tendencies of certain players what they like to do and you just sort of put that in the memory bank for for the next time you're going to shoot that person or something like that. So uh, I just thought I would try it out. And then I just sort of, you know, became interested in doing a bit more. And uh, I'd like to do more, but I know my, my responsibilities at these events are uh, to upload for our clients and uh, for our photographers. That's why we've hired the photographers. So, but uh, whenever I do get a chance, I, I like to go out and it's, it's it's an opportunity to to learn a bit more and and it's it's one of those things though that you have to do it pretty regularly because even if you shot an event in December and you haven't done anything in a month the you can tell your the rust is there like it it's something that you got to mm -hmm. continuously do and I understand what these guys do uh, our photographers that we hire they're they're NHL photographers or hockey Canada photographers and and they go to school for that. And there's a reason why they're that good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny earlier in my career, I had the opportunity uh, before I was a photographer. I was, uh, I did a lot of editing, editing the publications and things like that. And I used to always tease our photographers that basically all they needed was the right equipment and opportunity or access. Right. And then uh, quickly found out exactly how wrong I was yeah. <laughs> as soon as I picked up the camera. It's, it's an adjustment, but like, it's, it's a, uh, if you're surrounded by like you go to these events as well, uh, you're surrounded by professional photographers. So it's such a, a 
tight-knit community you see a lot of the same uh photographers at at the same events and you know you, you become friends and and they're always asking for you know pointers and like you're exchanging information on products and and, and shooting styles and stuff like that so you, you're always learning something so you always kind of uh you can always kind of ask questions and 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 uh just gather information from everyone and then you kind of go and do what you can and try and uh i guess uh find your way in the uh in the photography world and 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 see what you can do with it we talked earlier about um just sort of processing images and getting them out quickly and i know today with social media and and the the instant demands of of online media um it's just quicker than ever before i'm just curious a little bit about some of the technology that you use or that you've seen and you're excited about that has kind of changed that process a little bit our uploading process is not uh uh not like you would see with a getty images or a canadian press um there's more more a few more steps that we have to do for our clients as far as what our system is built on so it it's it's one of those where um we're not like those agencies where they're at rinkside and sometimes uploading on the fly uh as far as the um your images going directly to an editor off the camera uh us it's basically once the period is over i get the cards or i can go during the game and grab a card and just start editing from there uh for, with regards to the social media um you see more of it now with uh at these um especially with me at the international events there's a social media team there for the international ice hockey federation so we're there shooting for them as well but they're just sort of standing along and, and sort of, if you want to call it live tweeting or blogging, uh, I'm not much of a social media person, but, uh, so they'll, yeah, they'll get something out there just sort of, uh, before we're kind of set up if you want though. So it's, it's different. It's not quite the same. Um, sometimes I see a lot of stuff that's out there via different, uh, uh, organizations that, you know, it's it's good to have something out there early as far as a, a waiting for the puck drop uh you can they're shooting a countdown clock or stuff like that but uh i still find that if you're going to tweet or instagram something that you should take the time to make that image look presentable i find a lot of times now that the photo is just taken and then it just sort of uploaded and it, it just it doesn't look good like with hockey rinks you have that sponsorship ring so uh it's always your your colors changing you get like a tint of red or a tint of blue so you're sending that out on your device representing whatever organization and i find it it takes away from that uh, uh organization's image quality like i know i wouldn't want something out there that isn't uh presentable i would want to take the time and make sure it's presentable so that it doesn't reflect negatively on your, your company. Yeah. You see that so often. And I think sometimes it's a matter of trying to get something out quickly, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. It's, they, they want to get out quickly, which I understand. Um, but it's, it's, if, like I said, if you're going to tweet or post something on Instagram or whatever, 
then download a Photoshop app on your phone and and take the time to to just do a uh, level out the image, do a, a a color adjustment. It takes two seconds, and then you can send it out. Um, a lot of times, I find, like I said, the colors are off, and either the person's holding the phone is is shaking because you see the motion blur, or or, or uh, they're shooting in a, a dark tunnel, and you know the uh, the shutter speed is, you know, it's a phone, so it's going to adjust to whatever. So it's not necessarily going to be a a sharp tack image. So it's it it's it it takes some uh, some knowledge of what you need to do uh, when it comes to uh, the social media side of it. It's not just sort of somebody who likes to tweet and likes to blog. You have to know um, how to uh, how to properly get an image out as far as uh, how it's presented. In, in my opinion, that's not everyone's. Mm-hmm. Obviously, doesn't think that way. But uh, I know for me, I'm I'm very picky, and like I I won't send something out that if I don't think it's it's right or ready. I know you get a lot of opportunity to work with different photographers with your role at the Hockey Hall of Fame and and at different events. If you had a chance to talk to a new photographer, and I know you do a lot of times, um, what kind of advice would you give them as far as getting started in this uh, in this business today? It's not an easy one because I'm obviously I'm 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 more the on the editing side, but uh, just from what mm-hmm. people are photographers that have been in the business for many many years have told me uh, that hockey obviously is probably the hardest sport to shoot because everything happens so fast um, as far as uh, they kind of recommended just going and, and shooting like Timbits, like just sort of, you know, getting your feet wet, stuff like that. Uh, uh, shooting your dad's like garage league doesn't really count, <laughs> but uh, or, uh, with Timbits, uh, you know, just local minor hockey, just sort of, just just keep practicing uh practicing your uh knowing how to set up your camera because obviously not every nhl not every small town rink is an nhl rink so a lot of these rinks are you know the ceiling's kind of low uh it's it's darker there's no tv lights in there so um you got to learn to adjust your settings properly um I would say probably you you need to obviously you need decent equipment obviously to uh the proper equipment to shoot hockey because of uh, the uh, the the speed of the game uh you need like a telephoto lens uh, a wide angle lens stuff like that just sort of to 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 uh, accommodate what the sport offers um yeah like I said it, it's hard for me to kind of I uh, to give advice that way because i'm i'm more on the editing side but those are a few pointers that are a few mm-hmm. things that uh, i've been told uh from from others as far as uh getting started and stuff like that like you know going out and shooting soccer or, or baseball like find whatever is if you're looking to shoot sports then then try everything Great advice. Steve, thanks so much for joining me on this episode and and sharing some of your experiences and advice uh, for other photographers. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks, Aaron. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Hockey in Focus, the Hockey Photography Podcast. 
I have more experts lined up to talk to us about how they got their start in the hockey photography business, what keeps them going, and what gear they use to make amazing hockey images. I hope you'll join me again. Until then, I hope to see you soon at the rink.